Hello, I'm Prophet Beatrice Valerie Nero, and I welcome you to another episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. This week I will be sharing from the title, Don't End Up Paying for the Mistakes of Your Leaders. Last week I was reading the record of when David numbered the people. In First Chronicles, it tells us of the time that he gave the order for a census of the fighting men to be taken. That order, as simple and perhaps even as logical as it may sound, brought about huge consequences and fallout on the people of Israel. However, at the same time, it should be realized that this devastating command did not bring any direct adverse repercussions on David or his family. It was his subjects, the citizens, and the inhabitants of Israel, those whom he led, that paid the price for his decision. It's no different today when our local, statewide, and national leaders, CEOs of companies and corporations, pastors of churches, and even heads of households make decisions without taking into consideration the effects that will fall upon those that they lead. Too many make poor and sometimes rash decisions without thinking of the end results upon those that follow and trust them. Again, parents, pastors, heads of households, and various leaders are making choices where others will end up reeling from the repercussions. I'm sure we all remember the history of when the Lord told Joshua that he had too many men with him to fight the battle they were about to enter. He told Joshua that when they would win the battle, they would say they had won it by their own strength and power. Therefore, God gave him a procedure to implement in which their number would become less. The final strategy would be for those who laughed like dogs to be kept and that number turned out to be only 300 men. God reduced their ranks through various methods from over 32,000 men down to 300. There was never supposed to be a time that the people of Israel were to depend on the number of men as their strength as opposed to their strength in the God they served. A census of the people was not against the will of God. However, a census of the fighting men was. It was always to be understood that God was the one who fought and won the battles for Israel. Yet in 2 Samuel 24, and as repeated in 1 Chronicles 21, the account is given when David ordered that the census be taken of his army. God's anger against David was fierce. He gave the king three choices, running from his enemies, a famine on the land, or a plague. David said, let me fall into the hands of God, but not of man. Therefore, God sent a plague that killed 70,000 men. David repented for his sin, but one of the things that intrigues me about this chapter was the way he repented. When we read 2 Samuel 24 and 4, as well as 1 Chronicles 21 and 4, they both read almost the same. In the New International Version, they both say at that fourth verse, the king's word, however, overruled Joab and the army commanders, 
So they left the presence of the king to enroll the fighting men of Israel. Again, in both chapters, we see verses 17, which are also nearly the same, and they read, When David saw the angel who was striking down the people, he said to the Lord, I have sinned. I, the shepherd, have done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Let your hand fall on me and my family. David admits that what the people had done was only because of him. They followed his orders, his commands, and submitted to his rule in spite of them knowing that it was wrong. Again, there are so many in the body of Christ who listen, obey, and follow their pastors and leaders even when what they demand of the people is wrong. I once heard a preacher talk about how dumb sheep are, not only because of the character and attitude of that preacher, but also because of the way he delivered the message he was preaching. I was highly offended. He not only referred to the followers of Christ as dumb, but he also spoke to them as being stupid and used other offensive terminology as far as their intelligence and ability to think on their own. He probably had some good and adequate points to make, but unfortunately, by the time he got to them, if he ever did, he had lost me. And yet, right now, I find myself in a place where I truly lament over the unawareness of so many sheep who follow their leaders so blindly. We all know that sheep are quite often referred to as being dumb because of the way that they follow. And even though Jesus likened us to sheep, it wasn't because of their stupidity, but rather because of their gentleness, as well as their ability to listen and follow the voice of the shepherd. But sheep can also get depressed and when that happens, they will have the tendency to separate from the rest of the flock. No, sheep are not dumb at all because they are definitely affected by the shepherds who lead them. And totally unlike David, these leaders, pastors, and even heads of household never truly repent in a way that will bring restoration to those whom they have brought damage to. Again, let me bring it to the attention of us all. David sinned as the king, but repented as a shepherd. One of the things that blesses me, not only about this chapter, but the very life of David himself is his humbleness. He was willing and able to admit his sin much the same as when he had Uriah killed after getting his wife Bathsheba pregnant. Let us note that in the fourth verse of, these, of those chapters, it says that the king's word prevailed. Yet, as he repented in the 17th verse, David says to the Lord, I, the shepherd, have sinned. When humbling himself before God, David doesn't repent as a king, but as a lowly, humble shepherd. He declares the innocent of the people to our Father God as he repents. Yet in spite of their blamelessness, 
it was still the people who paid for the sin and wrong ruling that David made. How often does one make decisions that fall upon the people they lead? How often is it that leaders of nations and states make decisions which cause the hurt and harm of the citizens? Presently, the state of Louisiana is heading toward another election for governor. There are actually two people in the running who served under the administration of a former governor who was absolutely, in my opinion, terrible. The state went from having a surplus budget to a total deficit. The poverty rate soared here in Louisiana, and considering that we're already one of the poorest states in the nation, that governor's leadership with decisions he made had a huge negative impact on its citizens. It was the citizens of Louisiana who paid the price and suffered because of the laws set in place by former Governor Bobby Jindal. It took the following governor, a Christian by the name of John Bell Edwards, another eight years to pull Louisiana up out of the deficit she had been in during the previous administration. The choices and decisions of the leaders affect everyone that they lead. But what about decisions and principles that are put forth and taught by pastors or even the heads of families that lead to the demise of their followers? Are these pastors, family heads, or even state leaders and CEOs willing to bow before God in repentance as David did? Are they willing to humble themselves and take upon them and their families the responsibility for what was done? During the previous presidential administration, not once did I hear the former president say that he accepted blame for anything negative. In fact, just the opposite. When someone or something bad happened, it was always someone else's fault. Whenever it was something good or positive, whether he had implemented the issue or not, he took credit for it. No one is perfect, and we all make mistakes. Yet, when mistakes are made, or if sin is committed, one should be willing to admit their downfalls, especially when others are suffering from the impact of those decisions. To do otherwise and pretend that our wrongs are the faults or actions of others amounts to nothing but lying and being hypocritical. When Peter was being hypocritical, Paul called him on it. In Galatians 2, 11 through 14, it reads, When Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For, for before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. Just as the other Jews joined Peter in his hypocrisy, Church members and followers are willing to join their pastors and those in leadership 
positions in their hypocrisy. When we see someone, especially our leaders, being wrong and hypocritical, when those wrongs and hypocrisies are hurting others, we are supposed to call them on it rather than upholding them in it. We are supposed to allow it to be revealed as opposed to covering it up. We should make a conscious decision as to not be a part of it rather than join, joining them in it. Apparently, it's a lot easier to be a hypocrite as opposed to being someone with honor and integrity. One of the reasons I believe God had me to refer to the ministry that he has given me as Soaring Eagle Ministries is not as many people think because of Isaiah 40 when it speaks of those who renew their strength soaring on wings of eagles. No, in actuality, it comes from Revelation 4 when it speaks of the four living creatures of which one is an eagle. The thing about these creatures is that they were all covered with eyes, even under its wings, which means it had the ability to see everywhere and when necessary, even itself. Let me say right now that sometimes it's not so easy when you have to look at yourself to see who we truly are. But nonetheless, when it's called for, that's what prophets must do. So does that mean that if you're not a prophet, you won't be held accountable? Let me share something that I've learned recently. I learned that the pupils in a sheep's eyes are rectangular, unlike humans whose pupils are round. This allows them to have a field of vision from 270 to 320 degrees. That means that they can see everything around them except for what's directly behind them without turning their heads. They may not have the same vision as the eagle in Revelations, but they can see a lot. To put it more bluntly, they may not be able to see as a prophet, but they can see enough to know when something is not right and to make the decision as to whether or not to follow. In spite of knowing that the order he had been given was wrong and against the will of God, Joab obeyed David's orders anyway. What does Acts 5.29 tell us? In the voice version of the Bible, it reads, if we have to choose between obedience to God and obedience to any human authority, then we must obey God. As so many other versions read, it's better to obey God than man. Sheep are not so dumb that they can't see what's right in front of them. And it's the same with the sheep of God. The sheep in the body of Christ are not so dumb that they can't see or even ask God to allow them to see if a thing is right or wrong. I believe this is one reason God allows so many people to die despite David proclaiming their innocence. The people were totally innocent in making the decision to number the fighting men, but their innocence ended 
in cooperating with those wrong decisions. There are some things in families, churches, and other places where an individual may not have any input as to actions or options that are taken. However, as a sheep with a wide range of vision, when one sees where something is wrong, the decision to obey God is an absolute. In 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, Micaiah told Ahab what the Lord had shown him. He said, and I quote, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. Right now, there are so many Christians who are like sheep without a shepherd. There are so many who are totally scattered, alone, no longer attending services because of decisions, choices, and decrees pastors and leaders of their former churches have made. These leaders and pastors made choices, poor choices, not only during the pandemic, but during the time of racial divide that caused so many to become scattered. There were people who left their churches never to return, not just to their former church, but to any Christian service. Some have made the choice to reject Christianity altogether. I know you've heard me say this before, but I believe God is having, to me, having me to repeat it for a reason. The pastors, leaders, and shepherds of God's sheep allowed their pride to cause them to do and say things that God never ordained. And even after seeing the effects of their mistakes and poor choices, these pastors and leaders still have not repented. There is so much that I believe our Father wants me to share with you concerning this message. But I will ask you to please join me next week for part two of the episode entitled, Don't End Up Paying for the Mistakes of Your Leaders. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This is the Voice of the Prophet. I ask that each of you would share this podcast with others and always remember that it's available for listening on every podcast server and app. I continue to ask you for your support through your prayers. You can contact me through my email at amieagle at charter.net. That's A-M-I-T-E-E-A-G-L-E at charter.net and through the Facebook post or Facebook Messenger. Thank you again for your prayers and support, and may God bless each and every one of you.